0: moon and her inspirational guests every wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom vulnerability abundance and so much more for more insight grab your free gift on maddiemoon.com and uncover your own once in a lifetime greatness within if you have kind words to say feel free to leave a review on the show in itunes or send your favorite episode to a friend we look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon.
1: And here we are back with another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and you are now listening to episode 161. Today's episode is going to be all about dating, breaking up, and sex. Because I recently asked my audience, what do you guys want to hear from me? And I got back lots of questions on dating, breaking up, and sex. So... That is what we will be discussing today. But before we head on over here is the review of the week. This comes from Depot kitty or Depot kitty. Maddie is awesome with five stars. I look forward to her podcast. Most among all of the many that I listen to. I love how self-aware she is, especially regarding the topics on femininity and masculinity that she has touched on recently. Thanks Maddie for all you do. You are so welcome. You guys leaving a review on the show is the number one best way to support the podcast. So if you think that this podcast has been helping you and giving you insight and wisdom and something to look forward to on Wednesdays, a really easy way to support me is to leave a review and that's it. So if you do want to do so, just go to iTunes, click rate ratings and reviews, write a review and then share with me what do you like about the show? And then I will read all the five star reviews on the podcast, as I have done for the past couple years. So thank you again, Deepot Kitty, for your wonderful and sweet kind words. The show's sponsor is For Sigmatic. And if you want to try them out for 10% off, use the code Maddie, MADDY, M A D D Y, at checkout. My favorite, favorite product of theirs is the Hot Cacao mix the reishi mix because mushrooms have lots of medicinal properties one of them is mental clarity which i absolutely love about mushrooms is because they give you that energy the stamina the focus the drive that oftentimes you get from coffee but it is from a mushroom and so you can have both it's not an either or but i love to have my hot cacao in the afternoon because it tastes like hot chocolate and it's a little pick-me-up and it's delicious but there's also so many benefits so Try it out for 10% off with the code METI and there will be a link to that in the show notes for this episode. All right, that is... All I have to share today with the announcements, you guys already know most likely about the Mexico City trip I have coming up. I will have a link to the Mexico City trip in the show notes for this. You're more than welcome to email me also if you're interested in coming with me to Mexico City to refurbish a school, meditate, do yoga, and chakra therapy. It's going to be awesome. You know about it. I won't share any more on it. Let's talk about dating. Okay, so this episode, I will say I'm a little bit, hmm, I'm a little bit, I guess, cautious to talk about this because there are so many things that are not black and white in dating. And I want to make sure I give you insight, personal insight from me. This isn't the end all be all. This isn't how you need to live your life, what perspective you need to have. This is really just me talking to you guys with my own experiences about dating apps, getting through a breakup and sex, because that's what you asked about. And remember, just remember that there is no black and white. I wish I could give you a clear-cut answer and guide to these things, but no such thing exists. So the best thing you can do is just learn to embrace that honestly and share with people, share what you're going through. So the first thing I want to talk about is the dating apps and my experience with them, how I feel about them, what you should do with them or can do with them. Um, So the question specifically that I was receiving around dating apps is uh, how do you like, how do you go into that? How do you dive into the world of dating online? So I have mixed experiences and mixed reviews with dating apps like most people. I have learned the most important thing for me whenever I was using dating apps was to be very open but also very clear about what I wanted because time is precious and if you're meeting a person for coffee or dinner or drinks or whatever you want to make sure that there are some basic things they have that you you know you will be interested in if you are using the apps specifically for dating if you just want to go out and meet people that might be different maybe you're open to meeting whoever and anyone but if you're really wanting to use it for dating then I would say have a couple questions you ask before you meet them. Um, I'm going to be very candid with you. I have asked people how tall they are because I have met at least five people on these dating apps that were shorter than me. And when I say shorter, I mean way shorter than me, like four, five inches shorter. And there's not going to be a romantic connection there because typically I... I love height with my person. That's just me. I have, I have some clients and I know many people who do not feel that way. Either they're very tall and they've been with shorter people or they're just, you know, not that tall and they just like shorter people, their height. That's what works for you. Then awesome. Like, don't even worry about that. But for me, I know I do like height. So sometimes if they don't even have that on there, I will ask. I'll be like, Hey, I'm five, six. How tall are you? So like I said, I'm being candid. Like, Some people might look at that and be like, that is so shallow, but I know myself, so it's not shallow. I know what I like, and that's one of the things that you don't know on a dating app. You really don't know. So it's important to ask because either you don't ask and you just find out, and if you're cool with that, awesome, or you're like me and you really want to make sure your time is spent only with potential people. And if there's one thing that's absolutely a no-no, you can ask that. So that's one of the things I try to discover before I meet with someone. Um, Some of the uh, the other things I just look for is a sense of humor whenever we're messaging back and forth, but not messaging too long. I am not a big fan of back and forth, back and forth, like a week later, how was your day? Like, no, I want to meet, see if we have a thing. If we have a thing, we can keep going. So I generally will communicate a little bit, maybe, um, a day's worth. And then if I think, okay, this guy has a sense of humor. He seems smart. I would like to meet him. He's my height or a little bit taller. Cool. Then we pick a date to enjoy. Now, when it comes to the actual date, what I prefer, number one, is to get a drink. Uh, coffee I find puts people a little bit, in my experience, there's a little bit more of a awkwardness, um, drinks, uh, just seemed to work really well with me because if it's like really not a good match then I don't have to sit through an entire dinner some people don't drink though so if you're not a drinker I would say coffee would be great you can also go for a walk you can also meet at the boulder farm (laughs) boulder well you can also meet at the farmer's market doesn't have to be in Boulder you don't have to come all the way to Colorado Um, you can go to see uh, live music and then you just don't drink and you get a kombucha or you drink a Diet Coke whatever floats your boat but I like to do many things many as an M-I-N-I many tiny things that way if it's not really flowing you don't feel locked in I went on a date probably two months ago with someone and it was just oh my gosh it was such an opposite fit and uh just this it just was terrible I'm not not gonna say anymore it was just terrible and uh I tried to enjoy it but we had decided on dinner and it was just both of us looked very (laughs) both of us looked kind of disappointed when we saw each other and that was super awkward from the start because when he saw me he was like oh And then when I saw him and I was like, okay, um, so then we, neither one of us wanted to say anything. So we sat through dinner. Uh, I will say another thing that I've done with dating apps is if it is going really well and I'm really enjoying it, then, uh, typically this is just me do what you want. But typically for me, I let him pay and I, just smile whenever he reaches for the check and he pays and I say, thank you so much for drinks. Thank you so much for dinner. If it is not a good fit, I will always pay half. That's just kind of the thing. Um, some people prefer to pay half from the start. For me, it's just really, it, it feels authentic to me to let him pay because it lets him feel like he's taking care of me and, I, and men love to, to be needed and to do things. That's their jam. Most men love to provide and take care of some men don't some men are going to want to split and if he asks me uh, obviously I'll say yes but generally speaking if the date was not well and I do not plan to see this person again then I always pay half because that's not fair we are parting ways I don't want him to have to pay for me some people may you know you go out on a date and he pays always some people always will want to pay you pick whatever works for you that's just kind of the flow that I found myself in um all right, so we talked about uh, what to do on the first date. And remember, you can think of lots of different ideas based on where you live. You can do many, many cool things, uh, meet up at different places. If, if you're not a drinker, if you are a drinker, maybe you can just find a cool spot, get a happy hour, just go for one one white wine, and then say goodbye. And then you can see how it goes after that. Now, when it comes to reaching back out, let's say this date goes really well, I try to not overthink this because back in the day when we're all young we're like oh my gosh don't text him don't say anything wait for him to text you let him do it he's the man let him work blah 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 um I don't know some I'm I'm more kind of cut and dry now so if I enjoyed myself and I want to say hi the next day then I will um I don't have rules about that about can't say anything until he says something first now if I wait a while and then I say something and then he takes a while to respond like days um generally I I look at that as either uh not really he wasn't really into it he's not really in a place where he can commit to a relationship if that's what I'm wanting maybe he's avoidant um typically the type of people that I have found I Are ready for me and are a good fit for me, they are communicative. They're very communicative. So they'll respond back um, sooner rather than later. So maybe they're working a nine-to-five and they can't work till five, but they they get back to me sometime. I really appreciate that. If it's someone who kind of texts back every so often, doesn't really respond, doesn't really take initiative to ask out for a second or third date, I take that as not a good fit for me because I am a primarily secure type but secondarily anxious and so if I'm with someone who is not responding to me or is playing a little hard to get on accident maybe he's just a hard worker and he can't talk often he's not really asking me out again I take that as avoidant And I know myself and I know that if I'm with an avoidant, I will get very, very, very attached because that's how my brain works. If someone plays hard to get and it's a chase, I want their approval. It's like a deep primal need. And that's what I've learned from the book Attached, which I did a whole podcast on. If you want to listen to that, I will include the link in the show notes for that. That was called Attached. Uh, Also, the book is amazing. But Now, if so, if after I'm dating someone for maybe one or two dates and they are not taking initiative to ask me out, then even no matter how cute they are, no matter how funny they are, how great the date was. No, because especially if they are handsome, they are funny and they uh, are witty and we had chemistry and they are not being responsive to me. No, 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 because that is the, the exact type of person that I will become attached to. That will activate my attachment style, being anxious and being with an avoidant. Um, That's just what happens. So no matter how cute they are or how much chemistry had, I let that go and I do not continue to message them or reach out to them, it's done. Because even if they did eventually reach back out and ask me out, the cycle would start over where it would be a great date and then I would be left wondering where did he go, does he still like me, blah, 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 so no. Communication is very important to me. I look for a partner who will be very communicative and will will also put in the effort to talk to me and see me as I do with him. So who texts who after the date, it's up to you. You can give it some time and then see if they reach out to you. You can uh, respond that night and say thank you. Like it's really up to you. There's no black and white with that. But look at the patterns after that. Look at the pattern and how long the communication goes. If they're a very, very, very busy worker, ask yourself, are you fine with not getting much much communication, only seeing them one or two times every one to two weeks? Or do you want a lot of communication? I know for me, I like a medium amount. I like to touch base a couple times a day. I like to see them a few times a week. Uh, I don't need to be talking constantly, but I do need someone that will be touching base with me. So, of course, at the early stages of dating, you can't have really all these like, I think this needs to be this way and this needs to be this way. It's very gray. It's not black and white. So you're finding a pattern with someone as you get to know them and their communication styles. But that's something I look at. Also, another thing to pay attention to, if you are someone who is anxious, uh, it's very common for anxious people to find someone that they have good chemistry with. They like their morals and values. They're attractive. They're funny. And they immediately put all eggs in one basket. And they say, okay, this is the person I want to be with. And they attach too quickly. And they put, they put all their attention and focus into this one person. Now that is something I definitely do not recommend to do. I have done that myself at times, but after seeing that pattern in myself, I made it very intentional to stop doing that and it worked out in my favor so even if you feel very good about someone that you went out with great but continue to stay open about dating and meeting other people don't completely focus in on one person because you it's not you seeing if will they will they take you will they have you no it's you seeing if they're a good fit for you he is not above you she is not above you or you're just oh I hope they like me no 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 this is evil even territory, even ground. So you are seeing if they are a good fit for you and you don't know that from one or two dates, that takes a while. So remain open to seeing other people. Don't immediately just latch onto one person with these dating apps because chances are if they're swiping right on you, they might be swiping right on other people and they're continually dating other people too. There are different types of mentalities you can have when going into dating apps. One mentality can be, I'm doing this for dating. I'm doing this for dating. I want to find my person. So I'm going to swipe, 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 swipe until I find this person. Another mentality is, uh, I'm just going to do it for entertainment and for fun. Uh, I'm going to do it because I want to meet new people, make new friends. I just want to get out of my house. Both of these mentalities are fine. I think you have the potential to get a little bit more frustrated with the first one. If you're saying, I'm doing this for love. I need to find my person. You might get a little bit more frustrated because you will see how many people might not match up to those expectations. The second one is probably a little bit easier to do if you're just wanting to meet people. I choose the middle path. So I don't do it just to meet anyone and everyone and meet friends. I have done that at a certain time of my life and it was great. I ended up making one of my best guy friends that way. Met a lot of cool people, so that I do not regret. I did go through a period when I just wanted to get out of the house and make friends, that is fine. Um, but then I also had a period where I did these dating apps to find the person, find the person, and that did lead to a lot of frustrations and a lot of, I would say, miniature heartbreaks because I would like people, they would disappear. I would like people, they disappear. The middle path is the best where I don't want to waste my time. I don't need to make just some, I don't need to just go out for a drink to meet a stranger and talk about our life stories for one night and never see each other again. I'm not about that, but I'm also, I also wasn't using them just to find the person. It was just to increase my chances. There's a great book called get the guy by Matthew Hussey. Matthew Hussey is amazing. Ladies, if you want any insight at all into dating in the minds of men, go YouTube Matthew Hussey and watch his videos. Excellent quality, but his book is great too. And he talks about in one of his chapters the uh, how many women just leave it up to chance to meet a man. And then when he does the calculations of how much time we sleep, how much time we're doing chores, how much time we're working, how much time we're at uh, family gatherings. And if you take all of that time together and delete it, <laughs> erase it, subtract it from the rest of the time you're awake, it's like, Ridic- a ridiculous uh, statistic of how much how much time you have left to meet people. It's like so many days are taken off your life after you're adding up all these different things, and then you have maybe one hour a day where you have the the possibility to meet a person. And so, if you're leaving that up to chance. Over time, okay, so you have one hour every day for so many years. The chances you're gonna meet the right person are so small. So what he talks about is ways to increase the opportunity to meet men, and it's fantastic. So that's one of the reasons why I was on these dating apps is just to increase my pool, the pool of potential and possibilities. Um, that is why I got on there and used it. Sometimes it would be frustrating, and I would delete it, and then I'd reinstall it. Um, but that. I prefer that middle path, that middle ground. So leading into the next topic of conversation that I want to discuss, let's kind of talk about sex. Someone asked me, um, they asked me, when do you know when to have sex with someone? And that is, I know, I know it's such a, it's a great question. It's a fantastic question. But the answer is going to frustrate you because the answer isn't, After five weeks, after a month, on the third date. Like, I can't tell you that at all. There's absolutely no kind of black and white rule for this type of thing. How do you know when you want to have sex with someone might be a little bit different? It is a gut instinct. That's what it is. But also using some logic, too know that when you have sex with someone you create attachments with them my mom used to always say things get complicated after you have sex with someone i don't necessarily know if complicated is the word i would use but there are additional attachments maybe with you maybe with him or her maybe with both so that's important to know that's the logic aspect know that once you give a part of yourself to someone you are going to feel extra drawn to them are they the per- are they the type of person that you think can handle that? If you're a anxious person and you're with an avoidant, and you have sex with them, know that there will become there will be more attachments there. There will be more emotional attachment, more vulnerability, uh, lots of things at play there. So if they're an avoidant person, so they're already not good for you. If you're anxious, and sex multiplies that uh, that uh, attachment to them is that going to be healthy for your heart? So I say to look at things like that. Um, But if you feel things are going beautifully well, you are secure together, you feel good together, then I think and you're really attracted to this person and you see this going somewhere, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a relationship. I say talk to your partner about it or ask consult with your heart see what feels best for you like I said there's no black and white answer here so if if sex is something that you're really wanting with this person you believe in your heart of hearts that this is a great relationship and you want to see where it's going to go and you're in the mood and just sex sounds awesome with this person be, be have protection and be safe and be careful but I say consult with your heart consult with your heart Maybe even talk to them and see beforehand, how do you, how do you both feel like this relationship is developing? It is, head, is it heading in the right direction? In my life, I have had sex with people that I wasn't totally crazy about. I have had sex with people that I, were totally, I was totally crazy about and they were not that crazy about me. So this can be a very messy process. I don't regret any of it though. Honestly, I don't regret any of it because I've learned from every single situation and every single situation has helped me uncover something within myself, whether it was show me how shameful I felt about sex, or maybe it was a breakthrough where I realized how free I could be in sex. And each person has given me some kind of opportunity to learn. Each opportunity has been a teacher. Now my heart is something I want to protect. My body is something that is sacred. So I do recommend being careful and safe with who you are sleeping with and giving that energy to, who you are spending your time with. If you don't see a relationship as going somewhere, do not waste your time in this area and do not give a piece of yourself to them. If you feel that they are not healthy for you, like they are avoidant and you are a, uh, anxious or maybe the opposite, maybe you're avoidant and they're anxious, don't just sleep with them for sleeping's sake. If you're someone who is just wanting to have fun and this advice is not ringing true to you, then please feel free to leave it. But if you are someone who is just now entering this world of dating and uncovering sexual shame and trying to reclaim your sexuality and sensuality and see it in a more beautiful light that's healthy then I hope you can heed this type of advice because honestly I do think I have learned a lot in my past of sleeping with people that I wasn't feeling truly connected to and then sleeping with people who I was truly connected to to have my heart broken. So now I've just come to this place where there is no black and white. I know there could be possibilities for a relationship to fall flat on its face right after we have sex. I try to consistently guard my heart so that I am living in alignment with myself so another thing that I do want to point out is say you do have sex with someone and you are crazy about them maybe even in love and you thought they were as well and then afterwards they break up with you and they leave you this is a shitty thing to happen not gonna sugarcoat it this is a very shitty thing to happen it's very painful and what I want you to do if this ever has happened to you or if it ever does happen to you, one, learn what you can from the situation. Would you have done something differently? How is the situation a teacher? Two, stay in your softness. Stay in your femininity. Too often when things like this happen, women go, I'm stupid, I shouldn't have done that, I shouldn't have known better. Or they try to not act sad and they try to be as strong as possible because of their... The they <laughs> are weak <really laughs> or they <laughs> look like this <laughs> feeling, 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 feeling they uh, gross they feel they crazy they feel weak. weak but being soft and being in your feminine where you allow yourself to feel hurt taken advantage of and heartbroken that is being in your truest most feminine self the feminine is open it is receptive it is honoring to the self it is Nurturing, and if something like this happens, I want you to nurture yourself. I want you to nurture yourself as if you were nurturing your best friend who just had her heart broken. Don't say, I should have known, I should have been better, I should have done this. Don't should all over yourself. Love yourself through that process you couldn't have known. And then ask yourself, what would you have done differently? Would you have done anything differently at all? Or would you have done it all the same? Because you might have done it all the same, no regrets. But maybe you would have done something differently. Maybe you would have waited longer or you would have talked to them more. But the the ultimate thing, the ultimate truth is you couldn't have known. You couldn't have known. So don't shame yourself for not being able to know. There's no, You're not a god. You're a human being. There's no way you would have known. And some things are simply out of your control. Some things really are. And while I want you to protect your heart and guard your heart and share yourself with only people who are truly important to you and who you love and who you're in a relationship with, you can't control what other people do. So even if you are in a committed relationship to someone, and then you have sex, and they leave, that is awful. And that hurts, but it's not within your control or power, and it's not your fault. It says nothing about you and everything about them. So stay in your softness. Stay in your softness. Do not become hardened. Do not become overly guarded where no one can get down Break through your walls, stay open, stay receptive. I've had quite a few relationship things happen in the past year that have totally made me want to put up a guard, but I never did. I I continued to stay soft because once you've gone soft, you don't want to go hard. It feels so good to stay in your softness and stay open and vulnerable to people. And it's for you, it's for your sake, not for other people so they can get to know the real you. It's for you so you feel in your most aligned self. And also, if something like that happens to you, I want you to reach out to a good friend, not someone who's going to contribute to your shame and say, well, you shouldn't have slept with them, you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done that. Someone that's going to just be there for you and listen. A powerhouse of a soul sister who just knows how to hold space and comfort you and nurture you. And not, say, not necessarily say things like, well, he's an asshole, he's this. Just be there for you. Just hold the space and nurture you. The other thing I wanted to talk about today was breakups. Whew. So I've had quite a few. I've done some episodes on breaking up. I did one that was all about how to know when to break up. Um, so I'm just going to briefly touch on this. But breaking up when you know it's right, even though it's painful, how do you stay with a breakup? So I know this is totally different than what we've just been talking about, but it kind of goes hand in hand. So if you're the one breaking up or you're it's a mutual breakup or you're being broken up with, and you know it's for the best because you do not have a future together, but how do you stay true to that when it hurts so much? One of the main reasons why people stay in relationships so much longer past their expiration date is comfort. But life is not just for comfort. It's for adventure and happiness and joy and fulfillment. So if a relationship is simply a placeholder in your life to keep you comfortable because you have shared furniture and shared dogs then i invite you to take a deeper look at that and take some action it is not going to be easy but it gets easier it does get better at first it's hard because there has been scientific evidence that going through a breakup is the equivalent of getting a bone broken there is real pain and depending on what kind of attachment style you have you may be going absolutely haywire because all these different parts of your brain are lighting up saying, do everything you can to fix this, feel better, get your comfort, comfortable safety blanket back, change it, make it happen, get the person back, get their approval. All these different things are lighting up in your head. And it's the equivalent of a broken bone where, where the parts of your brain get uh, light up whenever you are breaking something. That is the same thing that happens when you go through a breakup, especially for an anxious attachment style. Avoidance probably have a little bit easier time with breakups, but anxious do not and secures that depends on the situation for secures. So understand there will be some pain. It will be hard. I've gone through breakups that were torture, torment, but I've gone through other breakups that were very mutual and we were both onto better things and very happy to be chasing after our dreams and starting our, our lives over again with fresh starts separate from each other. So, know this time heals all but change speeds time so one of the best things i could tell you to do is one travel book mini trips book big trips travel is my number one remedy for heartbreak and breakups two work on yourself go to personal development seminars go to a book reading of an author that you absolutely love join a local women's meetup group get involved dive into yourself dive into personal development what do you want to work on your life Uh, I guess this would be three. Uh, Journal. Journal a lot. Journal all the different things going on in your life. What are you learning? How does it feel? Where are you at? What do you want? Journal every single day. Stay connected to your heart's desires. Stay connected to the pain you're feeling. I'm not going to say to push down this pain. I want you to confront it, and I want you to sit in it with your journal. Also, when you're going through a breakup, one of the best things you can do at the very beginning is be with family if you get along with your family, or be with really great friends if you don't. Whenever I went through a recent breakup, I spent the first four nights with my family. So good. So nourishing. That was going from a very dangerous, unhappy, unsafe place to a very comfortable, loving, safe environment. So I highly recommend when you're just going through a breakup, do whatever you can to be constantly surrounded by people that love you and you love maybe move home for a little bit of time maybe just stay the night at your parents if they live close by go visit your sister you can get a trip in and uh, be with family members killing two birds with one stone I highly recommend you're just surrounded by people that you love The next one, when you're ready, I highly recommend that you go on dates. Even if they're just guy friend dates, I want you to be around masculine energy and show yourself that you can have fun with other people. Of the same sex that you're interested in because sometimes whenever you're going through a breakup you start thinking oh but he was the only one and he was so good and you start romanticizing all of the good times even though those good times weren't that great you're just romanticizing it because you're comparing it to other people you're meeting now so go prove to yourself you can have fun even when I go through breakups I will go on dates just to be around masculine energy And to prove to myself there are still awesome people out in the world, I can still have fun out in the world. That one person was not the magical unicorn person. There are many people that are attractive, have good chemistry with you, are funny, and are tall. There are many things that you want. There are many people who ride bikes, go to the lake, surf, ski, Go to comedy shows, drink craft beer, do acro yoga, all the things you like and love to do. There are plenty of people who do them too. I promise to you. But go out and see them. Go out and meet them. You don't have to date them or be exclusive, but go on adventures with them and just surround yourself by that opposite energy. If you want to be around masculine energy, I highly recommend that you still stay around that type of energy. Another thing that it's great to do is to actually unfriend these people on Facebook if you're going through a breakup with them so you don't see their little photo pop up all the time, delete their number, unfollow them on social media, get them out of your life. I know that deleting their number and unfriending them seems like such a scary thing, but it's not and it's for you. It's very healing. I always delete people off of my Facebook that I am going through a breakup with because I don't want to see their face every day. That's for me. That's for my healing. That's not to say you can't connect later on in life if you actually want to. But for now, that's part of your healing is to separate yourself and stop being reminded constantly of them. The last thing is to get really good at something. Get really invested into an intramural sport or into an astrology class or into writing that book you've always wanted to write. <clears throat> Go to take a cooking class. Invest your time into something that's going to be fun and new for you. Get really good at something. Pick up the ukulele that you ordered a long time ago but never got around to playing. Go sign up for classes. Go do a boxing, uh, boxing class or try out acro yoga. There are so many things that you can get really good at, but that helps with the whole thing I was saying, that time heals all, change speeds time, change how you spend your days, get some plants. That's one of the first things I did when I went through uh, a breakup last year was buying a, a big house plant, a beautiful palm tree that I get to take care of. It's very symbolic. There was a death happening in my life, but I wanted metaphorical death and I wanted to bring in some life so I brought in a plant get a puppy get a dog Jeez, if you don't have a dog or puppy and you live alone and you're going through a breakup wow number one way to heal your heart trust me on this one trust me maybe not a puppy but a dog get like a one and a half year old dog and if you actually do this after listening to this podcast episode please just message me and tell me how it's changed your life because I would love to hear it my dog has made the biggest impact in my life Uh, my dog before this dog Nina some of you remember her she made a ginormous impact on my life my dogs are my saving grace and so the last thing I want to say um kind of circling back to sexuality I forgot to mention this but if you're wanting to neutralize sex, so say you come from a household that kind of shamed sex, kept it hidden, didn't talk about it, and you're wanting to neutralize it with it. I highly recommend that you look at different speakers, authors, uh, media sources that talk about sex openly. This will help you with your shame because if shame and sex is all about keep it hush hush and you start to read things about sex, read things about reclaiming your feminine power, this is going to challenge those beliefs about sex being a, quiet thing that is shameful you know women lose their virginity they're not pure anymore all that stupid stuff I want you to neutralize sex in your mind to realize it's for the woman it's for the man it's not just for men if you have sex you are not a slut all of that stuff we grow up learning really really damages us and so even if we're in very committed relationships maybe even married sometimes it's full really hard to fully and sensually express yourself because there's still that underlying shame. And for many of us, I know there's the problem of overthinking throughout the whole process. Oh my God, do I look funny? Is my butt big? Am I stinky? All was stuff. Like this just circulates in our head. And so I highly recommend that you get familiar and comfortable with the conversation of sex by reading things, listening to sex podcasts, uh, going to websites. My recommendations, there's a podcast called Sex with Emily. There is a woman named uh, Kim Anami, A-N-A-M-I. Check out her work, Kim Anami. Maybe even sign up for these people's newsletters. That way you just get a daily dose of sex chit-chat that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable each and every day. Uh, so Kim Anami, Sex with Emily, the podcast. Layla Martin. I will have a link to the episode I recorded with Layla Martin in the show notes for this. It was awesome. She's incredible. She also has a course uh, called Jade Egg Masterclass. I recommend that as well. I don't know when the next time that launches, but the Jade Egg is this beautiful little egg tool that you put inside your vagina and you activate your pelvic muscles. And yeah, it's awesome. Also books. There's a book called The Book of She I'm currently reading. This is just about feminine power. I'm absolutely adoring this book, The Book of She. The other book I would recommend is called The Red Tent. This is more about periods and the divine feminine and it's a biblical history, but it was beautiful. There's a book called Pussy that's hard for me to say on my podcast but that is a thing i have not read it but i've heard raving reviews about it it's reclaiming the sacred part of the woman's body that often doesn't get that much love and attention in the media you know it's always about guys and guys doing this stuff and this stuff and it's so great but when you hear the word pussy everyone kind of gets a little kind of gets weird about it so this book is really challenging that belief of reclaiming this world this word. There is a book called The Wild Feminine. I also have not read this, but it is next on my list. I can't wait to read it. And yeah, just diving deeper into this conversation around sex. My friend Alexandra Jamieson also has a podcast. Alexandra Jamieson wrote a book called Women, uh, Women, Desire, and something. It's right over there at my bookshelf, but I can't remember the name. Wait, there it is. Women, Food, and Desire. Yeah, that's what it's called. That is a great book as well. I had Alexander Jamieson on my podcast. I will include a link to that. So just putting more of this into your life. Another tool you can use to break through this barrier of sexual shame is self-pleasure. I'm not going to get into that on this episode. I've had many people ask me to talk about this. So another episode I will get into this, self-pleasure, um, vibrators. We covered this in the Layla Martin episode. So you can check that out. And then also with your partner, I openly invite you to pick a night this next week where you put on some new sexy lingerie. You put together a sensual Spotify playlist. You get some candles and some massage oil and surprise your partner. You take control. Make this night delicious and sensual and really just allow yourself to indulge in a night of fun and play. And make it fun. Laugh. You know, sex is funny. Don't take it too seriously. But I invite you to put this on your calendar. Don't even tell your partner. I mean, hopefully they'll be free this night. (laughs) Ask them, are you free? And invite them over. Maybe make a nice dinner. But just extend Extend the sexual experience with them and make it longer. Don't feel rushed. Don't feel hurried. Don't overthink it. Just feel it, and you be in control by you reclaiming your sexual power by put on putting on beautiful music you love, beautiful clothing that makes you feel sexy, buying some new massage oils that you that are totally like frivolous, right? That's a luxury item. Like we don't need massage oils, but being able to indulge in these things more. It puts it more important on your list. If you're going to go and invest time in learning about how to make more money, how to get out of debt, how to be a better person, what's real estate, like all these different things that so many of us dive into to learn more about, why not do that with sex? Why not make that a new project in your life to understand and unravel and explore more? So I invite you to do so. I hope you enjoy this episode. I really would love to hear your thoughts. So if you do have any thoughts, please go to the show notes for this episode 161 where we talk all about dating apps, getting through a breakup, and sex. I enjoy talking about this. I feel a little bit new to this conversation because I am a little bit more private when it comes to these things because I don't always know what the heck I'm doing. So I hope you gained some from this. If you have more questions on these topics, please feel free to email me or to message me on Instagram. My handle is Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-M-O-O-N. Would be happy to hear your other questions that I did not cover, and then do another podcast episode on dating, sex, and breakups. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'll see you soon.